Hey everybody, you're listening to Finding Japan, and this is episode 53, I think. Alright, how are you all doing? Joining me today from my room, today is、uh, Wednesday. January 30th, 2008. And、uh, I'm taking a cue from Scott Blockman, one of my favorite Japan podcasters, and his,、uh, his old habit of doing a podcast while ironing. And、uh, I figured out a lot of ironing to do, but I also had a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and do those two at the same time. Hopefully, the、uh, audio is manageable. Wow, how are you all doing? I'm in a great mood today. I just got done with my first full day of work, and、uh, it was kind of nice. The day went by extremely fast.、Uh, there's plenty to do, so I'm not feeling bored, which is good, considering that、um, sometimes there are periods of time where. Okay, we're just getting the、uh, link collector here. You know, I should do an episode on doing laundry in Japan, <clears throat> but I think I'll wait until Linda comes out and get her feedback too.、Um, I'm using a lint brush right now to take all the lint off my clothing so I don't go ahead and iron the lint into the clothing that I'm trying to iron. Cheap lint brush.、Um, but yeah, getting back to the topic of work.、Um, There's just an awful lot going on, so it's kind of nice. A lot of stuff to do, and no too tight deadlines, so it's just nice to have a lot of work and to have the time to do it. You kind of feel like you're productive. <laughs> Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about work, and also,、uh, I'm not sure if I want to share. Well, I do want to share, but I'm just not sure on the timing. I'm not sure if I want to share a,、uh, a drink review. That Alex and I had just done. That Alex and I had just finished, I should say. I need to learn to speak English better, actually. Never mind this Japanese stuff.、Uh, and I tripped to Kamakura, bought some beer from Kamakura. It's, knowing me, it's probably, knowing the beer, it's probably just some sort of touristy thing that I said, oh, beer from Kamakura, I need to get this. It's probably not even made in Kamakura. But no, I actually, I think it is made in Kamakura. So, we talk about that a little bit. I also、um, had a pretty fun adventure last night.、Um, pretty common, actually, but the first time I've actually taken a recorder through this type of place. But、um, last night I was in Ikebukuro、uh, eating some yakiniku with some classmates of mine from my level one class that I met up with. And I、uh, decided to. We got, we got talking about video games or something. And. We decided to go looking for a、uh, Guitar Hero game because we were trying to describe it to one of our friends who had never seen it. So we went looking for Guitar Hero, and that trip took us through all sorts of、uh, different types of,、um, uh, shall we say,、uh, pachinko places and things like that. So I just happened to have the audio recorder with me. And I whipped it out. 
and uh, did some recording, and I, I think I think you guys will enjoy it because it actually has um, quite a bit of sound change and volume levels and different types of beeps and blips and stuff like that. So uh, it'll give you an idea of what it's like to walk through one of these places. And uh, it, it'll be in stereo too, so that'll be nice. You'll make sure you're wearing headphones for that. So if we have some time, I'll, I think I'll do the drink thing. But if not, I will definitely do the, um, the sound tour of trying to find Guitar Hero or something like it. So uh, let's get started. in the uh, iron sound to the production here. Let's see how we can do that later. Okay, so why, why did I bring up work again? Why, why have things felt so productive? Well, it, it all kind of ties together. I'm working on a project in a different department. And uh, what's interesting is some of the people in this department speak English, some don't. Um, so first of all, communication is... Uh, I won't say exactly smooth all the time, but it, I mean it, it works. And also, it's it's in a different department than the one I work in, and even on a different floor. So a lot of times, I feel like I need to schedule meetings. But today, I went up to the floor to go talk to a gentleman who I'd met with a few weeks ago to ask him a follow-up question, and he immediately grabbed his coworker, and we're all sitting down at a table. It was like, let's go, let's get this done. And I was really surprised because some of my experiences within my staff were more planning. Like, let's let's get this done ahead of time. Let's schedule a meeting. Let's know what we're going to talk about during the meeting. And so I've kind of kind of got used to that mode. I think of just having to plan this stuff out ahead of time. And I realized it was kind of frustrating me too because when I have so much to do and I have to plan it ahead of time. Sometimes things change as I'm doing my analysis and I need to talk to somebody else first and that planning kind of gets in the way. Imagine having a very complicated project that you have to work on and you need to talk to three or four people many different times but sometimes you talk to someone and that makes you realize what you just heard from the person uh, you had a meeting with the day before doesn't make any sense. You need to talk to them again. You know, that kind of project. Well, now think of like having to schedule all your meeting time ahead of time. Um, our our company was going through a, an audit, and uh, you know a lot of people were busy trying to pull together information. And it's one of those you know five year things, so a little unexpected, but at the same time you have to do it. And it's you know people aren't worried about it. it's just a lot of extra work. So that was going on. So. There wasn't a lot of time for me to get with these people. So I was a bit fearful of just going up there, but I said, you know, what the heck? Why don't I just go up there and start talking to people and see if I can't find the right person and see if I can't get some answers to my question. Well, I was really surprised today when I went up there and they catered to my request very quickly and very promptly. It was very nice. I think they may have had some prompting from their boss, too. Um, and also... I think it has a lot to do with the management of the company, which I'm going to talk about next. It was about, I think it was last week actually, I went into a strategy meeting for this department. Now, mind you, it's a department I never really work with. And um, 
I sat in the back, and at the front of the meeting, the CEO of our company was asked to give a little speech. And he, he's Japanese, native Japanese. And uh, he, of course, it's a you know, Japanese company, so everything's in Japanese. Well, I only picked up maybe about 30% of what he was saying. A lot of it is just vocabulary. I understood the grammar, but a lot of it was just words I didn't know. But what I did know is that it wasn't much about what the department was doing. It was more motivational. He was talking more about how his superior is female. Our company's actually a, uh, a subsidiary, and the American uh, head is a female. Very, uh, very smart woman. And um, our CEO was talking about communication and soft skills and making the company feel like people have created this company from the ground up. And he was drawing distinctions between the company um, four or five years ago and the company today. The products are much different. The uh, distribution strategy is drastically different. And it's in change. And they're dealing with, you know, a lot of challenges. Challenges, you know, in the Japanese market. Because, you know, the Japanese... Society's changing too. There's a quite a rift between some of the younger generation and the older generation, both in ways of thinking and also in ways of um, you know what's expected of them. Japan's population has been going into decline, and as a result, they're going to have um, some pretty intense social and financial problems coming up when this older generation starts to retire. And people aren't making enough babies to replace them. So, hey, if you like having kids, try to come to Japan. Have some babies. They could use the help. Okay, we're on the second sheet of... <laughs> second sheet of... Uh, oh, see, that's much better. Now I'm, like, <laughs> ripping my shirt up with the lint cleaner, but it's working a lot better. You probably keep hearing it in your right ear. Or possibly your left if you have your headphones on backwards every time I put it on there. Actually, no, I think this track gets done up in mono and everything else gets to be stereo. It's probably better that way. Anyway, I'm getting off track. So yeah, he was talking about how Japan is a lot different. And um, how, you know, these people who are working for the company now are a part of that change of the company. And they should feel proud. And they should work hard. And they should be expected to be rewarded based on merit and things like that, including the women, which is why he brought that up. And I thought, oh, that you know, that was kind of nice because you know a lot of times Japanese work ethic focuses a lot just on you know doing things in order and not really communicating openly. And I was like, no, oh, that's pretty good. So they gave the entire presentation, the rest of the uh, staff, the department head. And of course, I, I didn't catch much of it, but I was taking notes. And um, at the end, uh, they basically introduced everybody. And the CEO had introduced 
myself and this other gentleman who's here on loan for I think a year or a year and a half to the rest of the, the staff because not many people knew who we were. So that was kind of fun. He was asking us just general questions and I was prompting the guy next to me <laughs> to answer because he didn't speak any Japanese at all. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. But one of the, the things that really struck me is he asked if there were any questions and we were running late on time. So I didn't think there would be any questions, but this one meek hand goes up in the audience. And it's this guy, he has to be in his early 30s, I would say, raises his hand and he asks the CEO uh, a question. And actually, he doesn't so much ask a question as much as he just starts showering this man with Kago. Basically, I didn't catch all of it, but it was to the effect that he, this, this, this guy who raised his hand had been in the company since before the CEO was in the company. He was saying something to the effect of he's noticed how much change there was in the company since this CEO had arrived. Basically, brown-nosing the CEO. Not only with just, you know, the, his actual uh, the context of what he was saying, but also in the, the words that he was selecting in order to say it. Um, using a lot of Kago. I mean, he was using some combinations that were like, I mean, if you can, if you can equate Kago to a fighting game, like a Street Fighter, where there's some moves that you can link together, and it becomes a really long series of moves that's basically unstoppable, that's what this guy was doing with Kago. Kago works in much the same way. There's many levels. I haven't personally studied it enough to be able to use it at all, but I do know enough about it to know how complicated it can get. And there are many, many levels. People think there are four levels of Japanese, but in reality, within each of those levels, there are many, many more, in Kago especially. So you can take a polite phrase, and you can make it even more polite by using a set of words, and then you can make it even more polite by using a passive this guy was doing all of that. He was like the uh, Ryu of Street Fighter doing some like 14 move combo on, on our CEO. It was, it was pretty funny. But um, the CEO's reaction was completely funny and stunning to me, but, but also really encouraging. He he stopped the guy and he said, you know, we need to learn to communicate a little more openly. Not so much less formally, but just more openly. And the way he sort of diffused the whole situation, because I could see how that would get a little uncomfortable, is he said, you know, he started into his speech again, but then he said, you know, we really need to just communicate. And he started asking people what their hobbies were. Now this is a group of about, mm, I have to say 30 to 40 people. He just started going around the room saying, oh, you know, so-and-so likes hiking. Uh, Chris just finished school. Have you done any traveling lately? And he started using very, not um, super plain speech, but toned down the politeness level. And uh, he finished it up afterwards just by saying that, you know, it's important to have fun, too. 
and to relax and to enjoy yourself. And uh, I thought that was awesome to see a CEO, really, a Japanese CEO, get in there and just try to change an organization and try to really enact change in his staff and his people and do so uh, through an example, as simple as that. I just thought that was a lot of fun and it kind of kind of warmed my heart in one way to see that there are some people out there who can cross between the lines of cultures and recognize that it's, it's going to take that type of attitude for an organization like this to survive, especially in the, in the global economy. Uh, a lot of uh, I don't know if I ever said what type of industry I'm in. Probably, I think I'm going to keep that private. But a lot of um, foreign competitors in this industry um, are are starting to take over due to deregulation because they do things better and they can do things cheaper. A lot of the technology is the same. A lot of the processes are the same. Some of the regulations are different, but, um, you know, it's... It's pretty hard to, it's getting harder to compete and it's getting more competitive too. So companies are going to have to shape up in order to survive. And this company is one of those companies is, that is doing that. So really happy to see that. So there you go. Uh, that was my little story about the CEO at my company and him shutting down the 14-move Kago combo while at the same time solidifying organizational coherence and spirit. So up next, we're going to do a little bit of sound seeing here. Is it, you know, I still don't know, is it sound seeing, S-E-E-I-N-G, or sound seen, S-C-E-N-E? I think I'm going to avoid the entire question and call it a sound tour. Well, not so much a, a real sound tour. Well, I guess it is. It's not much of a tour. It's more like an experience. Like I said the other night, actually last night, probably two nights ago by the time you get this, I was out in Ikebukuro with some friends, and we decided to go look for a, a Guitar Hero or Guitar Hero equivalent to show one of my friends. So we went to two different places, and both of which you'll hear in the recording up next. Oh. I am nearly lost the entire table here with my clothes on it in the iron. almost took a header. That's what you get for trying to multitask. I have an operations instructor who says no one can truly multitask. We do things one at a time. We may switch really fast, but we do things one at a time. And anyone who tells you that they can multitask is either very rare or they're lying. <laughs> So, I don't know what I think about that, but times like this make me think I really cannot multitask. Anyway, um, so yeah, 
what you're going to hear is uh, about an eight minutes worth of audio, and I have a couple recommendations for you. I'm going to try and set the levels so that's um, equivalent to what it kind of sounded like when we were there. I, when I listened back to the recording, it didn't seem as loud, but you need to believe me that it was really loud. So if you want to get the full experience, sort of crank it up. Also, I would really recommend that you wear headphones for this. So if you're listening in your car or on a stereo system, you may not get the same effect um, since it is a stereo recording. You'll get to hear quite a bit of stuff go by you. There's some really interesting music in the background and um, some things to point out along the way that I'll make known in advance. Um, first, uh, when you hear me apologize to my friend, what had happened was is he got on an escalator and there was no down escalator. And I didn't see him, so I kept walking straight. And I said, hey, oh, come on, let's go this way. But he was already on his way up. So I apologized and followed him up on the escalator. It was kind of funny. You'll hear me talk about the horse racing game, which is something I pointed out a while ago. Um, I really should add a search to the blog or some sort of tag cloud thing because I realize it's impossible to find things on my site right now. So if I basically refer people to stuff on the site, um, even I can't find it, so it's kind of useless. <laughs> I'll take a look at that later. But um, you'll hear me refer to that, and that's something I've mentioned before. Um, what else was there? There's a uh, you'll see, you'll hear a game that I call like the fish game. What that is, it's a it's a game where you put in a bunch of quarters, well, quarter-like things. You basically change your money into what's called medals, and you can use these medals. This is a different type of coin to play the game. And for each medal you put in, you get a certain amount of shots. And this, this big video screen laid out on a table, like a standard. <laughs> there it goes again. A standard dinner-sized table. Standard-sized dinner table, I should say. Man, that scared the crap out of me. I almost lost everything here. I'm gonna have to iron this shirt again anyway, because it's really not getting the wrinkles out. Either that's my poor, poor, poor ironing. No ironing skills. Girls like guys with skills. Especially ironing skills. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I got two shirts done out of the few I have here, so this is number three. I guess 66% is not too bad. That's a passing grade, isn't it? Try to iron this out. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, anyway. So you heard me talk about that game. I should do a video episode on that one day. So it's a pretty interesting game. Um, and then also, you'll hear hear me talk about a game that I want to learn how to play. Uh, that one is the... What did I do with my hanger? That's the... Uh, it's some Gundam game, but you basically get into this globe on the inside, and it has a cockpit, and half of the screen is a projection done in a hemisphere so you're basically in the entire scene it's like a 180 degree full view uh, sort of deal so it looks really cool I want to try it sometime and then you'll also hear us talk about Purikura which is the Japanese photo booth 
thing. And in that, um, they had there were just a ton of girls hanging outside and guys too waiting to get their parikura done. And um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to to go there and to see all that and to experience it. But one of the things I realized listening back to it is it sounds very like I don't know. I, I kept thinking of David Lynch in like a Lynch film when I was there. And um, now that I'm listening back to it and listening to all the music and how it keeps changing, and there's so many, I don't know, I don't know if each piece of music is creepy or the way it sort of changes and there's a cacophony of noise and it just sort of blends together. It just seems kind of odd, kind of creepy. So if, if you want to have a lot of fun, just put this on and sort of picture some weird Lynch-esque type movie scene with this as the soundtrack, and I, th- I think you'll have a good time. So, uh... Why don't we uh, just get right into it? Get your headphones on, have fun, and uh, see you on the other side. Silent Hill. They have Silent Hill. That guy's dressed. Yeah, that guy's dressed up. Sorry about that. Let's just search first and then we'll check out the bottom. Dude, have you seen this thing? Yeah, Richard Nixon, this is crazy. You can like pet the horses and crap. Have you seen this? No. You gotta look at what these guys are doing. They like feed the horses and they pet the horses. And they like pay off the jockeys. And then they watch the race. See, look at this guy, he's going nuts. He's like, he'll pet the horse. Yeah. Whoa. He'll feed the horse like certain things. Super 
comfy chairs. hear Guitar Hero in this movie.
out like this. Huh? This is actually a, uh, this will turn you into a Shibuya girl machine. So you turn yourself into a, into a Jay Peach machine. Yeah, you can, if you go in, you can come out looking like that. Yeah, open my dick. gonna wrap it up for this episode as I'm putting the headphones away I hope you all enjoyed it I will um, do that drink thing next episode for those of you who are waiting to hear about what Kanakura beer is like and also uh, I have some I think I'm gonna work on some video soon I've got a lot of video I want to go through and I have some uh, video that I took while taking a boat tour down the Sumida River Actually, it may not have been the Sumida River. At any, at any way, it ended up in uh, Odaiba Bay. And uh, had uh, all-you-can-eat monja and okonomiyaki and basically did it, did it up dinner boat style uh, over the weekend. So I'm going to have to talk about that a little later, too. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to all this great stuff. But I hope you enjoyed this little episode here in the slightly long sound scene tour sound tour sorry and uh we'll see you all real soon talk to you later